This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Nuss. Welcome. We're going to go ahead and ground ourselves, duh, in our great thing. So this is where we take a second or two or 27. I don't know how many seconds it's going to take you, but take the time to recognize, acknowledge, and ground yourself in greatness. It's vital. Uh, Yesterday my great thing, you know, was starting to realize that I am being called into things uh, that I didn't used to be called into things. And I think that shift is coming from my own mental shift. And I would say before I was always looking for ways to prove my worth And now I'm just looking for ways to add value. And I think that makes all the difference. Um, Because it's not about me. It's about the bigger picture. Uh, So, yeah. I think that's my great thing. Just realizing and acknowledging that my ability to get past my own ego has led me to a better place. (laughs) Ta-da! So take a second, say your great thing out loud. If you want bonus points that don't actually matter, go ahead and tell a friend. Okay, I'll give you two bonus points. Count them up, load them up. Okay, bonus points matter. There's not much to win in life. So here you go. Uh, So to start today's episode, of course, I am a Lizzo fan. Duh. You know, I've done entire episodes on the woman. Uh, So today I was kind of scrolling through looking for, I don't know, nothing. Isn't that what you do on social media? You're not really looking for anything. What you need will find you, which it will. Uh, But I was served this uh, um, article that was written on Lizzo. And in it, she was talking about how you just have to love yourself where you are. And love yourself for who you are in that moment, even if it's not who you envision. Um, But love that journey, love that moment, love yourself no matter what. And I think of self-love and that's such a hard topic for a lot of people, definitely for me, um, having gone through, you know, eating disorders and abusive relationships and uh, just like all of the craziness that comes from your youth, right? And man, self-love is hard. It's hard to look at yourself and acknowledge the exact opposite of what we've been taught our entire lives, right? Most of us, and if you didn't, God bless whoever raised you, um, most of us came from places of self-hate, right? Uh, if I were, if I recall my mother, it was always, my butt's too big. I'm fat. I need to diet. I need to go work out. I have to work out. I have to only eat this. I can't eat that. Get that food away from me. I can't gain weight. I've gained weight. I hate myself. Can I just fix my hair? Right? We're always looking to improve something instead of just really loving 
where you're at right in that moment. And you don't have to love it and accept it, right? There's a difference. Um, And I want you to know that no matter what, it's up to you. The self-love part is up to you. Right? And even when you start to flip that script, even when you start to call on self-love, call on you acknowledging yourself as a bigger, more beautiful being, even as you start to do that, you don't see things the same way you did before. And all of a sudden, it's like, you're looking around, and you're just like, who is this? Shoot. Right? Because you're, you're looking for something different that you never looked for before. When you're looking for it, and we talk about this a lot, when you're looking for the bad, guess what you're about to find, people? The bad. I know. Trust. Bad used to follow me around like a dark, cloudy day. I'm like Eeyore. I can't even escape the rain showers above me. It's just like a constant cloud. And why? Because that's what I was in search of, people. I wasn't in search of beauty or greatness or anything, right? I wasn't in search of self-love. I was in search of self-hate. And when you are looking for hate, you find it. Every time. Right? You can't even escape it if you want to. It's going to keep finding you. And sometimes... There aren't beautiful things for you to see. But there are beautiful things for you to appreciate. Right? And sometimes you are just going to have to shift into loving yourself where you are. Right? Because bottom line... There's always going to be someone worse off. There are always going to be people fighting bigger things than you're fighting. So there is something to love. Right? And you don't have to be Lizzo about it, okay? I don't need you to write self-love songs. Although, if that's what you're called to do, please, please do that. There needs to be more songs like what Lizzo is producing. Okay, please bring that to this world if that's what you're called to do. If that is what you're called to do, please contact me. I would love to write some self-love raps with you. (laughs) But no matter what, that self-love portion is going to be what carries you through. And also for those of you who struggle with taking time for yourself, actually loving yourself enough to invest time 
is what's going to make that shift. So if you hate yourself <laughs> and who you are and how you look and all the things, it's going to be pretty hard to, to love yourself enough to give yourself time to continue that journey, right? And when you're looking for hate, you're going to find it and you're also going to produce it, right? And what does that look like? You're going to find it and you're going to produce it. This girl gone crazy. She got to her 100th episode. And now she's just like, oh, I'm some sort of podcast scholar. And I can say things that don't make sense just to confuse people. Yes. Jolly ho. <laughs> you're going to find it and you're going to produce it. And what does that mean? I if you're talking about my journey, what that looked like for me is I would project things that I hated about myself on other people. Right? So if, if any given person walking through the store, Target, wherever, and they look like they had it some sort of figured out, and I have no idea who this person is. So I really can't judge that. But any given person walking through the store is going to walk through and if I have hated on my own thighs, and I talk about my thighs all the time, I don't really know why. It's actually not one of the things that I hate about myself that much, but uh, I'll just use it. <laughs> I don't know if I like or love them. I really love them when I'm sitting down and all things are kind of um, hanging down and they just look really good. And when I'm flexing, you know, uh, <laughs> okay, so maybe I don't love them that much. <laughs> it's conditional. Uh, so if if that morning I had woken up and I'm like, oh my God, you put on these jeans, they're so tight. It must be that your thighs are getting bigger. Of course they are. What the heck are you doing? What have you been eating? Jeez, you carb-loading freak. Why do you eat toast in the morning, you psycho? Just stop eating toast. Just stop. Anyways, those could be conversations that would be had in my mind if I'm hating on myself and my thighs. So then I'm going to go ahead and project that on the next person that I see. So generally what this would look like for me, hate my thighs, put on the jeans, hate how they look, hate myself all the way to the store, potentially walk into said store, see the first person with obnoxious Christmas leggings, turn to my sister, sister, I'm just saying I'm kind of small and there's not a chance that I would put those on and I'm not facing the same thing that person is but sheesh they must be pretty confident to be sliding those puppies on actual conversations that would be had and that's me projecting my self-hate on someone else 
right? And trying to point out that, well, at least I don't look like that, but not loving and helping anyone grow, right? And bottom line, what's more impressive is that that person has confidence to do that. And that person is more impressive than me passing on that judgment. And why? Well, here's why. No matter what, no matter how you look, how you feel is what's important. And if Christmas, crazy ass Christmas leggings bring you joy, bring you love, bring you happiness, then they're worth wearing no matter how they look, right? Because the look is subjective. Two people could think that those look awesome on you. And if you're one of those people, then girl, go, right? Why do you care what an insecure me person says in a zone that you can't hear anyways about you? Do they feel great or do they make you happy? And we shouldn't be concerned about what the look is. Because the only one judging that that matters is yourself. And if they bring you happiness and joy, then go. Right? First and foremost, Christmas leggings are epic. And how dare me hate on anything that brings someone joy? And how dare me project my own insecurities on some innocent bystander who didn't come to Target to be judged. She came to Target because it's the best place in the world. I know we pay a lot of money to go to Disneyland, but I just, I'm not seeing it. I walk into Target and I'm like, oh, here it is. Yeah, no, this is it. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the best place in the world. It really is. It's just wonderful. Uh, But how dare me project that hate on that person? And that's what it looks like when you aren't in a place of self-love. A lot of times, and hopefully none of you do this like I do, but a lot of times it would just be me projecting hate onto other people who have felt like had more figured out than I did. And I don't want that negative energy surrounding me anymore, right? I don't want that person to continue that movement. I just don't want it. I can't keep living in this moment of hate and self-hate I got to transition forward and I'm not perfect at it, but I need to start loving people for everything that they are instead of everything they are not. And most of the time, the self-hate would come from a lot of people who just had confidence. And I don't get that because I wasn't raised around that. I don't know what it looks like for a female to fiercely love herself and her body, I was raised in insecurity in those spaces. And so it's hard for me to make that mental shift. 
and to love myself and to love other people and to grow other people and to set an example, not only for myself and for other people who interact with me, but especially the two daughters that I'm raising. The, the consciousness that I put around how I talk about my body, how I look at my body, how I talk about weight, how I talk about working out, there is a conscious movement in that headspace for me. Because I don't want them growing up with the same insecurities that I did. And that's not to say that they won't walk into a third grade classroom and be impacted by, you know, kids who do have people in their lives that are in that mental space. But hopefully if I can keep setting that example, I can keep walking in this space for my daughters more than anyone else. Um, they'll see it modeled and they won't even understand how to hate your body, right? Because they haven't even seen it until they see it in a one-off of a fellow classmate hating her own body, right? And hopefully in those moments, they'll say, oh no, oh girl, no, you got this. No, that looks great. Go girl, go. Do you like it? Do you feel confident? Because that's what it comes down to. People are going to look at you different no matter what. People are going to judge you no matter what. I tend to think just knowing what that headspace looks like, a lot of that just comes from their own insecurities. Because, hey, this girl right here talking into your ears, yeah, me, uh, literally hated people, things, places, uh, securities, pretty much anything uh, that made me feel insecure, hated on it, right? And so if someone looks like they're un in the room, oh, I'm about to come after you, I need to break you down, break you down into, you know, a little cardboard box. And if I break down enough people, low enough, I can stack Stack up all those broken people and I can stand on them and then I'll be higher and they'll all be lower and the food chain will once again exist and I will be the lioness at the top. But it doesn't work like that. Right? I don't want to break people down to build myself up. In fact, that's counterintuitive. You have to build yourself up so you can build others up, right? That self-love piece is hard to love on other people when you aren't doing the same for yourself. Or the opposite. You're loving on everyone else except for yourself and yourself is like, hey, I could use a little bit of that. So go ahead and, uh, hey, you're forgetting about me. Hey, I'm over here. I'm over here. Uh, uh, st yep, still here. What? Um, uh, confused. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Right. And 
Whichever spectrum you fall on, if you're not a hater, you're an overlover. And a lot of overlovers forget themselves in that equation. I want you to love on yourself like you love on everyone else. No matter where you're at in your journey, you have it. You are worthy. You have things other people don't. And I need you to find at least three things about yourself that you love. No question. No question. And when you look in the mirror, I don't want you to look at the things you don't love right now. I want you to look at the three things that you do love, right? So for me, my three things, if I'm having a hard day um, and I'm like wanting to just tear myself apart, like, um, yeah, that butt that you've been working on raising, yeah, still it's just covered in cellulite and is pretty much it might even be hanging lower than it was before I don't know what you're doing or why you're working so hard but it's not working right and and when I'm in that self-hate space that's where I want to go every time girl can you just get this booty right? And then I'm like, well, maybe if you'd eat right. I mean, are you even really watching your diet? What are you doing? Jeez, get some control, right? And then I'm just spinning in self-hate. Spinning down. And <laughs> when I'm in those moments, I have to refocus myself on I can't, I can't stay there forever. And usually it happens when I take a shower. Luckily, I only have to do that, I don't know, three times a week because uh, dry shampoo by root, just saying, go get some. It's so different from other aerosols, aerosol, aerosol, other aerosol dry shampoos. Um, it's just a pump powder and it is heavenly stuff. Heavenly, I'm saying. Uh, rootpretty.com. You can order it there. It's life-changing. Uh, anyways, sorry, not sponsored. That was not an ad, uh, but get at me, Root, if you would like me to do some ads for you on this podcast. <laughs> so generally when I take a shower, and I'm about to do this after this podcast, I have to scroll past those things that still hang me up, right? If I look at that booty too long, trust. About to dig up some self-hate spirals on this girl, okay? When I'm in that moment, I have to like just glance past it. It's not where I want it to be right now, but I am doing work to change it, okay? Trust. I hope to be some sort of like legging booty model at some point, not there yet. But what I can say is that I had true suffering mom butt. Like you wouldn't believe. Like there wasn't, there was no definition of where butt stopped and thighs began. It just all ran together, right? And I have this, um, what some people would call this a slender body shape, which is great, right? Uh, but 
the struggle with that type of body shape is that you tend to just become invisible if you turn sideways. And that definitely is where I was at. There's no, you're just like a straight line. There definitely are no boobs in my near future or in my past. Uh, But after nursing two babies, I can tell you it's gotten worse. Okay, so I have nothing up front. Now we're just talking complete straight line up front. Okay, which is fine. A lot of people would dream of that. I should be perfectly happy there. Then when you go to the back, suffering from the the level of mom butt that I was suffering from, um, it, it now is a, also a straight line, right? And that didn't come before babies. I used to actually have kind of a little bit of bump. It was kind of cute. I think I enjoyed wearing spandex. And this was like a life that I could live, okay? Booty, get that booty girl. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So imagine me turning sideways and just disappearing. No definition at all. No boobs. No butt. Just mom. Okay. Flat. Nothing. So I set out on a quest like, well, this booty needs to change. Okay. We have to have some sort of bump or lump so you don't disappear. When you turn sideways, it's important. Okay. I don't know why. It just, I wanted it to be one of my focuses because when I looked in the mirror, I'm like, Oh, no. And when I put on leggings, I'm like, please get me a longer shirt. I can't have people know that there's no butt here. Like, this is just kind of weird. I don't know. (laughs) So I started on a quest to develop and lift and have a butt. And what I can tell you is that that's not an overnight journey. Okay. Booties take time. They do. Um, But When I'm looking in the mirror because I'm not there yet, (laughs) it just has to be a glance, right? And I'm the type of person that I need to see proof and conscious changes or I'm about to give up. And I can see it. More than that, I can feel it. Um, But it's not where I want it to be. So for right now, this booty moment is just a glance, Okay, I know that I'm working on it. I'll glance at it just to remember that it's there and to recognize that I have one and that we're in development phase. But honestly, with anything that you're trying to change, it takes eight weeks for you to notice a difference, 12 plus weeks for your close friends and family to notice a difference, and at least 24 weeks before general public notices a difference. So Uh, I've been on consciously developing this booty for probably about eight weeks. And so right now in this moment, it's a glance. Okay, we can't focus on it. If I do, I will work myself into a self-hate spiral. Got it? So I'm going to glance past that. But what I am going to focus on are the three things that I am fiercely in love with. And if you aren't fiercely in love with anything on your body, I need you to find them. And when I'm looking in that mirror, I need to focus and find those three things every time. And then just recognize myself for the beauty of those things. So I don't know what that looks like for you. For me, I would say my stomach, although it has changed, um, 
I still really appreciate uh, the belly that I have. And my second thing probably would be my hair right now. I can't, I've switched to all natural products. Again, shout out Root Pretty. Um, And my hair has just been like really behaving well since then. And I love the color of it. It's so unique to me. And I just am really in love with that hair moment that I'm having. It doesn't always look great, but the color is all me and I love it for that. And then my third thing right now that I'm loving is kind of my uh, face definition. Like I feel like I kind of have cheekbones and I'm here for that moment and those would be the three things that I don't glance past. So when I look in the mirror, when I'm going to that place of self-hate spiral, I glance back. Okay, turn around. Don't look at the booty. You're not there yet. It's okay. If you're working to change it, it's okay. It can be a glance for right now. If it's something that you hate that is going to follow you, then you need to focus on something to change it and then give it some time. Okay. If you're not actually working, but like not time like three days and you're like, hey, but still fat or but still non-existent, didn't get there. Let's go eat some Cheetos. Um, <laughs> sorry, that may be a very specific actual example that happened to me <laughs> for reverence. <laughs> but I want you in those moments of self-hate to transition yourself to self-love and that can look like you finding at least three things that are your go-to. Like the second that you shift into that space of self-hate, right? If I'm standing in the mirror and I'm like, oh, booty, no, it's not working. Go back, go back. It didn't work. Um... I need to glance past that. Turn the page, turn the page. Quickly, quickly. We can't live here. We can't live in self-hate with this booty, okay? We got to love it a little bit, but let's just move past it. And then I want you to refocus on those three things. Hey, girl, your hair, whoo, fire, fire. And love yourself fearlessly with those three things and then move past that self-love moment. But you can't keep focusing on things that you hate. It's a bad space to live in. Okay? I need that love. I need it. I need you to be here in this self-love space. Because again, similar to toxicity, that's going to hold you down and hold you back. Hating yourself is a toxic environment for your body and your mind to live in. So I want you to find three things that are your go-to love zones. And when you transition into a self-hate spiral, I want you to recognize and remember those three things and take yourself back out.